Pentecost is a day. And I'll be sharing with you the message entitled The Pentecost Effect. Somebody say the Pentecost Effect. Say that loud again. Say the Pentecost Effect. The word Pentecost is a holiday in Israel. As I said, it is not a special move of the Spirit. The word Pentecost is a holiday. For me to put it so easier for you to understand, the word Pentecost is a holiday. It is also called the Festival of Weeks. If you have a holiday in your country, all right, you could have the uh, George Washington, you would have the um, different names of your country where you have a special particular day where you celebrate or you remember a particular event. So where did the word Pentecost come from? So the word Pentecost comes from a celebration in Israel after the harvest. All right? After the harvest. Now they gather together to celebrate, to thank God, and they do that. In America, they also have a special day. Uh, they call it what? Thanksgiving. And uh, it's commonly known as where they eat something techy. It's so, so I have been trying to find out why do they, why do they eat techy? And, and what's the connection between Thanksgiving and eating the techy? Well, whatever it is, but it is a holiday. Now, you two, you two uh, uh, have different holidays in your countries. Now, I just want you to get this message, please. I need your attention because we may have people who say, I need healing. You need to know where these healings are going to come from. Amen. We have those people who say, I need deliverance. I need a breakthrough. Yes. You have to understand where these things are coming from. Now, watch this. So, we're going to continue about the 8th and the 7th and the 8th and 9th and 10th. We still have weeks if Jesus wants to come soon. The word Pentecost is a holiday, right? And I want you to get this. It is a holiday where they celebrate the harvest. Now, so what happens in Israel, all the people, all Jews who are in different countries, they all fly back to Jerusalem waiting for the day of Pentecost. So some come from Greece. Some from Italy, some from Africa, some from wherever. So they all go in Israel where they celebrate this great uh, feast. Now, so it was the same period when Jesus had just ascended, gone to heaven after he was crucified and uh, he showed up himself and he went to heaven. So the stories were still flesh. People were still talking about, we had a man called Jesus. So people were coming, all the Jews had come from different countries. Tell us the stories about this man called Jesus. We hear he was crucified. We hear he resurrected. Tell us the stories. So they were chatting and they were speaking. And they, everybody was interested to hear about what Jesus was. And, and in that season... They were all waiting for the day of Pentecost. But remember, it is the same season when Jesus 
had just spoken to the disciples as he was going up to heaven. He said, you will stay in Jerusalem until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. He never told them the particular date or day when the Spirit would come. All he did was stay and wait. There is a secret and a mystery on the things of the Spirit that I, I have understood uh, um, in the years I have served God. That God always uses the principle of waiting. 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 So now he says to them, go and wait. So they went in a room waiting for the Spirit. There were 120 people waiting in one room. 120 people waiting in the room for the Holy Spirit. I have, you know, been having questions. Have you ever have this type of relationship where you would stay in a room waiting for the Holy Spirit? Or you just go there for five minutes and you make a prayer. Even before he comes, you're already gone. They were there for a day. And he never showed up. They prayed for another day. He never showed up. They prayed for the fifth, third day, fourth day, fifth, sixth day. Seventh. He never showed up. Are you following what I'm trying to say to you? Can you imagine the spirit of God not showing up? And you're like, he told us, this is Jesus himself who told you. And to make matters worse, among the 120 people, there was Mary, the mother of Jesus herself. She was in the waiting room. Sometimes when you want things to happen like now, you must be thinking like if Mary, the mother of Jesus, had to wait. Now watch this. Watch this. So what in the beginning, what is the Holy Spirit trying to teach us? He's teaching us the principle of waiting. Now, just to watch this, God has a principle of waiting. Even the simple seeds that you have, you can't plant them today and harvest them today. You have to wait for them to germinate and you have to wait for them to grow, to flower, to produce fruit and to mature and to be consumed. It is God always has put certain events to happen at a certain particular season and time. Now, just to watch this, okay? Like uh, uh, what I'm about to share with you that I want you to understand. So the Bible speaks of this. So Jesus says, wait. He never said on the day of Pentecost. He said, wait in Jerusalem. He never told them the location. So they sat down when Jesus went out. So where should we, where should we go? So they decided to wait in an upper room. That upper room is the same room where Jesus had a last supper with them. Remember the last supper? Jesus had a last supper with them in the upper room. So they said the best place we can go is where we had the last supper with Jesus. So they go in a room and they sit there and they say we will wait here. So they began to pray. Now what makes it very important to notice is... The Bible says, and they were together, and they were doing all things in one accord. And they're waiting for the Holy Spirit. So people will come, you guys, what are you doing? We are waiting for the Holy Spirit. Are you crazy? 
It is all about waiting, waiting, waiting. You check about the, in, in, in the Bible about the, uh, the story of a great man of faith. Okay? People said he's crazy. Our father of faith, Abraham, he waited. What about Noah? He waited. So they are sitting there. It sounds funny. But one time tried. Being in a room and some waiting for the Holy Spirit to speak to me. Trust you me. You will not be there for 14 days. He will speak to you. He will speak. Trust you me. He will. So can you imagine the can you imagine the, uh, the 120 and the mother of Jesus to make matters worse? Not only the mother of Jesus, the immediate young brother of Jesus, he's among the crew. The third, he's among there. But you're not going to hear about Joseph. Because even on the cross, Joseph was not there. Um, uh, because he understood that this is not my biological son. Mm. And he's not needed. Because people are saying that Jesus is the son of Joseph. So, we are not seeing Joseph in the scene. Because Jesus understands, I mean Joseph understands that he is not my son. Now, so we have the mother, we have the brother, we have even other brother. We have the cousins. They're all waiting. Who do you think you are that you can't wait on the Holy Spirit? Who do you think? Who am I? Who do you think? Who do you think we are that we can't wait on the Spirit? Some of us have been given missions before. God telling us you're going to be here for this period. You're going to be there for, you're going to do this work for this period. We wait on the Spirit. Papa, <laughs> now watch this. Are you ready? Are you ready, somebody? Are, are you following somebody? <laughs> now, so, so they, they are waiting. Uh, they are waiting there. And the Bible says, are you following? They are waiting there. First day, gone. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. On the day number 10, it was the day where there was a holiday of Pentecost. Say louder. Pentecost. I can't hear you. Pentecost. Say it again. Pentecost. Say holiday of Pentecost. Pentecost. So, on this particular day, it is day number 10. And there is a holiday. You know, when you're on holiday, it doesn't mean the Holy Spirit too is on holiday. <laughs> when everybody was relaxing, we know working today, we have a holiday, and that's the day the Holy Spirit showed up to show us that even the coming of Jesus will come when no one is expecting. No one was expecting he would show up on holiday. They were not expecting. It was not agreed. As they sit there, he just came upon them. 
And the Bible says in Acts 2 verse 1, it says, now this is very important. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, Pentecost is holiday, isn't it? When that day of holiday was fully come, what happened? Then the Bible says, they were all with one accord in one place. All right. In verse 2. I want us to read together. You can just turn to my Bible and read it. One, two, three, go read. And suddenly there came uh, a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. There came a sound from heaven. All right? Now, we have people who visualize a wind. No, the Bible doesn't say wind came in. It says a sound. A sound of like a mighty rushing wind. Ever uh, uh, those from America, you understand you have all these winds coming there and I've got different names. <laughs> you, you have these different names they give them. Catalina. Whatever. Andrew. It also depends. Most of these storms, uh, I don't know if you're aware about this, but most of these storms are picked up by pirates. All right? Because when they're flying up in the sky, they're the ones who pick up that a storm is coming. So normally the, the pirate who picks up the storm is the pirate who names it. The one who saw it first and reported it first, he's the one who names the storm. So you go like, ah, oh, this one. He said they mentioned their girlfriend or their boyfriend or, or they mentioned their name or their mom. All right? So whatever they call it, they call, they call it by that name. So can you imagine if you've ever seen such type of a wind moving? It is what came in the room. It was a sound, not the wind. It was a sound. A sound like... A mighty rushing wind. Then the room, just the sound came in. Now the Bible says what? It says, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Hmm. In verse 3, the Bible says, and they appeared unto them clothed tongues like as of fire. And is like of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. Notice, they did not start to prophesy. They began to speak in other tongues. But something here, I'm going to show you something here. And they began to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit gave them ability. As the Spirit gave them utterance. 
Did you hear that? They were speaking what? Tongues. Now, I want to see something there. All right? So what was happening there? So people began to think that this, these men were drunk. Now, Peter stood up when people were criticizing them. Because remember, they were hiding in the upper room. Remember, they were scared of Herod and, and, and um, uh, Pontius Pilate, who had just killed Jesus for the same thing they were doing. So they were living in fear. And they were living in hiding. In this upper room they were staying, it was not out of confidence and faith. They were also scared. But what happens when the spirit came, fear left them. Remember, it was, it was a day of Pentecost. People were gathered wherever they were gathering. They could be in a stadium. All the Jews who had come from all over the world were gathered in one place, celebrating their holiday of what? Pentecost. And the apostles were not with them. Apostles were in a different location in the upper room. The Holy Spirit didn't come to the ground where they were gathered, the Jews. The Holy Spirit went to a room where they were gathered waiting for the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not come where you are just gathered like that. You always go to where he is being waited. If somebody is waiting upon him, he will go into that house. The address. Uh, you are not understanding here. The address where the Holy Spirit went was this location where some people were waiting for him. Somebody say yes. yes. Now watch this. So the Holy Spirit went to a right address. Now what happens? They walked out of that room where they were hiding. And they began to walk to the place where the people were gathered. Who had come from different places. And they were going to them. Where I was speaking in tongues. Now I want you to hear something. They were speaking in what? They just went and inverted. Some people's occasion. They messed it up. It was not a crusade sense. It was a holiday. The king was coming to speak there. The government officials were coming to speak there. And what happened? These men came from the upper room, no fear anymore. They just invaded the privacy of the event. As they were coming, they were speaking. They were speaking tongues. Shockingly, when they were arriving there, people said, oh, these guys are so drunk. That they are just talking things on their own. So people from other countries who were Jews... Who had come from Italy to celebrate the feast? Some Jews who had come from Egypt. Who had come to celebrate the feast, the holiday? They said, wait, they are not drunk. For we can hear. I come from Egypt. What this woman is talking, she's talking an Egyptian language. Another man said, I can hear. I'm from Italy. What this man is speaking is not a normal language. He's speaking Italian. Another one said, I'm coming from Malawi. Uh, this guy is talking Malawian language. So there was commotion. As they were arguing and surprised and shocked. Because the Holy Spirit was proving for the first day that God is the owner of languages. 
He hears every language. He knows your vernacular language. He knows your mom's language. He can give it on my tongue. He can give it to anybody's tongue. He hears every language. As he came upon them all. And the Bible says, and Peter stood up. In verse 14, the Bible said, Peter, now look at that. In verse 14 of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, but Peter standing up with the 11. Did you hear that? These are the same men who a month and some few days ago, or just two months ago, these are men who ran away. When Jesus was being crucified, the Bible said they all ran away. And Peter was following from a distance. But when the Holy Spirit came, they approached the event. Where the men who were nailing Jesus were gathered. They came in that event. And they began to speak their language. And people were shocked. Why are they not scared? Why are they not fearing? The issue is so simple. The Pentecostal effect. Somebody said the Pentecostal effect. There is an ability on the day of Pentecost. Where you can get something in your spirit. What you are scared of. You approach it. Am I talking to somebody here? Whatever was giving you fear. Whatever was coming against you. You come against it. And the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, some people's event, he approached them, these guys, and went over, invaded the event, took over, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he gives you an ability of taking over, of crushing the systems. It doesn't matter how they do things, how their protocol is. When the Spirit comes, you take over their protocols. Somebody said, I'm hearing you, prophet. You are not saying louder. Now speak louder, speak louder. Say the Pentecostal effect. I want to hear you louder. Say it again, the Pentecostal effect. Pentecostal effect. Are you sure you're hearing what I'm saying? Are you following the message? Because something's taking place in the realm of the spirit. I'm, I'm saying to you, something big is taking place in the realm of the spirit. Say yes. yes. So now, this is what I want to tell you. now, Because we have people who don't understand this. So Peter stands up. Alright? We have people who actually receive the Holy Spirit whom they don't even know. You ask them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? I received the Holy Spirit, Papa. Do you know where, where this issue of the Holy Spirit comes from? No. You can't receive what you don't know. It's like business and the money. Every son and daughter who comes to me and says, Papa, I need the money for business. No matter how I can give them, they don't go far with it. Because they never worked for it. They don't even know how I suffer to get it. Anything you get for free, you lose it. It doesn't stay. Because you don't even know. Trust me, you don't even know, even if they give you one million dollars today, like this is one million dollars, go and do business. It will finish. But if you work for it, 
if you work for it. <laughs> if you work for it, you won't squander it. Simple. The principle is so simple. The principle is very simple. Something like, just, I have the Holy Spirit. You don't even know. You, you have no idea. Where is the Holy Spirit coming? You have no idea. Do you know what happened? They waited for him. They waited for him. For 10 days, living in a room like this, day and night. It's not like they were going for out. No, they were sleeping there. 120 people in a room. I have been in Israel before and I know the room, the room still exists until today. It is not a big room. Can you imagine they were sleeping in that room? All of them. Day and the night. What are you doing? Waiting for the Holy Spirit. You have not developed that relationship yet. Where you can actually say, I'm waiting on the Spirit of God. You can even wait for one hour in prayer. You can even do two hours in prayer. Waiting for the Spirit. And all you want is a short card. I need a breakthrough, Papa, now, today. I need a miracle. It doesn't happen like that, eh? Go and ask the mother of Jesus. She will tell you that you're joking. She will say you're joking. No matter how faith you have, you better wait for the Spirit. Have moments with the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He is not just... He, he is a person. He can touch you. He hears you. He sees you. Develop a relationship with him. You have no... Somebody told me, like, I wish Jesus was available nowadays on earth. I said, you are foolish. Now we have the Holy Spirit. Jesus even said, it is good for me to go. Because my father will send you the Holy Spirit. We have him. We can chat with him. He is the one who prays on your tongue. When you speak in tongues, that's him. He is a personality. You can conversate with him. You can have a chat with him. You can discuss with him. Once I went to my office, as I was going to my office like this, and, and as, I, as I was about to sit on my chair, there he was sitting on my chair. And I took some steps backwards. When I was moving backwards like this, I sensed his presence at my back. I was confused. I said, where would I go? I said, wait, let me try to go out. When I was trying to go and open the door, he was at the door. And I went back. He said, sit down. And I went there. And I was sitting there. As I was sitting there, I sensed his presence in my spirit. Are you hearing me? In John 16 verse 7, he says, when, when I go, I will send you the comforter. I will send you the Holy Ghost. Are you following? So, now, listen to this. Listen to this. You need the Holy Spirit. This is very important. Now, on the day of Pentecost, can you imagine how important is the Holy Spirit that all the men of God and the man of Jesus couldn't go home? Can you imagine they were supposed to be in sorrow? They had just seen Jesus going up. But instead, they were waiting in a room. That's how important the Holy Spirit is. He is that important. He is that important. 
I can think, what were people talking about? What were people thinking? This is not a moment of what people are thinking or what people are talking about. This is a moment I need the Holy Spirit. Until your hunger gets into that level, 